0: Screen Tone Club is supported by listeners like you through Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Screen Club to sign up and get monthly bonus episodes and other perks besides. Good evening, and welcome to Screen Tone Club. This is episode 136 of your fortnightly manga discussion podcast. My name is Elliot Page, currently panicking and trying to get everything ready before I go away for a for a, for a month. Um, so let's see how much stuff I get done, including editing this podcast. You will find out if I'm successful or not, dear listener. And joining me, as always, is the very stable and solid and sensible Mr Andy Hanley. How are you doing, Andy? Yeah,
1: I'm doing very, very well. Panicking for other reasons for like the next couple of months so you know panic panic all around
0: <laughs> yeah please assume that we are both recording this with our hair vaguely on fire um yeah um as mentioned at the start we have a patreon uh shout outs to our shout out tier members mr rob jessup and Seegers Gert. so thank you ever so much for supporting us and all of our lovely patrons um thank you so much so let's talk about manga do you mind if i take first stab andy um, no I,
1: I really want to talk about this one so let's say
0: same. It's the reason why I kind of picked it to talk about because I initially read this title on a plane, um, flying home from the US, and I I kind of had it. I bought it as one of the, my Elliot Page buys thing because title funny whims, and was immediately like, oh no, I need to I need to hit Andy up to talk about this, um, but I can't quite do it while I'm in you know transit unless I want to pay twenty pound for the Wi Fi. Um, no chance. Anyway, so my pick was Wandance, um, volume one. Um, It's by Coffee, which I hope is a pen name. Otherwise, holy moly. Um, The publisher's Kodansha. It's not currently complete in Japan. It's reached 10 volumes and it's got up to six volumes here in translating into English. There's no anime. Um, I'd imagine they'd have to do a lot of work on the dancing um, if they did. Um, CG dance, CG beatbox dancing um, with break dancing. Can you imagine it? Um, you can get it physically or digitally. So Dance is about the main character, Kaboko Kotani, um, who is a rather tall lad with a rather sort of boring looking haircut. He's quite dour. He's one of these characters who um wants kind of a normal, quieter life. You know, just wants to get through things. He kind of goes with the flow, even to the stage where he gets a bit irked by his friends and their casual sort of like dude broishness and being pillocks in the group chat so you know this is a very much a smartphones included series because a group chat is basically like load-bearing and plot critical um and Kabako is important um always uh, has a particular issue with stuttering it's not tied to any kind of nervousness or as such um but he has a kind of a psychologically um fired off stuttering of course the 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 kind of um the cruel irony of it of course is also that his name is has sounds that he trips up over very quickly so sucks to be him really it's it's very cruel and mentioned and so yeah sometimes he can speak lucidly without any kind of like fear or concern and you know more than once he kind of has a bit of a tirade when he fully lets rip um so he tries not to let it hold him back but he's still kind of obviously noticeable and kind of um very keen keenly attuned to it like he has several books about you know combating or living with the condition and so you know it's it's not like oh no my big secret it is part of his life and you know what i think is more interesting in this is how other people appraise it um and he meets um kind of dancing in a spare sort of like deserted part of school uh, a character called uh, wanda hikari uh, you can see where part of the title came from and wanda is A very cute, slightly short girl who is very sharp, has very long, beautiful blonde hair. um, And she loves to dance. And also, yeah, she just loves to dance. That's really it. And she, you know, is asked later why you like to dance. And she's like, well, I don't really need words to explain it, which kind of suits her down to the ground. Wanda is kind of a almost like not quite manic pixie dream girl but she is kind of very unique very individualistic you know not like bell of the school or anything but is you know her own girl her own person and she has her own thing she also has a habit of pulling funny faces when she's not really kind of like thinking about anything which is a good charm point to have really um it's it's pretty cute and well drawn every time it pops up and so these two and so these two are in their first year of high school and Kabako in particular has usually kind of like gravitated towards the basketball club because he's tall and athletic and um, has a kind of a mild trauma around dancing, which Wonder kind of helps partially dispel just through being Wonder and espousing her personal philosophy. And so both of them joined the dance club. Which the school has. Um, there's a note in the back of the book that dance became like a required subject in Japanese curricula, um, some years ago. I know my, my former alma mater, my old, my upper school now does dance as well as a required thing alongside drama. And so it's not that unusual, but to do it in a club is pretty cool and gets him up and moving. And, you know, there is, as you may expect, given it's a manga series, there is a spark about him. Like he has something about him which, you know, although he can self obsess over it he has like a bit of the dance in him and so series kind of goes from there volume i'm sorry that I'm just using that to paper over like most of the volume <laughs> um but yeah the, by the end of the volume the club itself is going to be in, in a dance club in a dance competition and, you know, there's the whole thing where second years and third years are generally gophers for the more um upfront third years. But, of course, this pair of talented folk are going to upend things, et cetera, et cetera. There's some other sort of side characters as well, more characters and more interesting people in the dance club, et cetera. And so, yeah, things kind of go from there. Um And I really enjoy this series, uh, mostly just because of how upfront it is and everything it ad- addresses and how guileless in some ways it is with cabico's like stuttering wonder's whole deal um the dance club itself and it's it's just an interesting like it feels like i'm gonna i'm gonna finish my initial thoughts and hand over to you andy with the thought that this is the mold that i was hoping that my dress up darling would fit into and not what that series became which is fine but not for me i am not a fan of that series and we talked about it on a previous episode but just the cadence of that series left me dead cold like a very 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 frozen fish whereas this series has the verve and the life and the characters who are very very interesting to watch and their interactions are great and like Whatever happens to them, I want to see what happens. Whether they hold, like, you know, if they go out or not, who cares? Like, I could take either. And just the these characters, grab it, like, just pulled me in like a very, very big magnet. Um, and I was made of iron. So that's my initial thoughts on it, and that's what kind of made me really want to talk to you about it, Andy. Um, but I really want to hear what you think about it. So I'm gonna shut gar- shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the my dress up darling like comparison is is the obvious one that sprung into my mind as well because th- this is also another series where you kind of have your cover star and then you have the actual main character. Um, And this is definitely of that mold of like, Wanda is on the cover, she's in the title, but this is really kind of Katani's story. And that is where the interesting stuff is all happening. Because, um, yeah, like the whole concept of him you know with his stutter and trying to kind of work through that in various different kind of ways and kind of dance as an outlet for expression that doesn't require him to talk but that has its own very obvious kind of you know issues in terms of putting yourself out there it's like he even can as opposed to kind of like speaking in front of a group of people, that is at least a natural thing like you talk to people all the time. you can kind of extrapolate that out dancing is is a very kind of different thing and and like a, a, this first volume is really kind of good in terms of showing that progression of of um, of his like in terms of you know kind of giving him an outlet but also like it's not just a simple like oh th- th- there's an easy version of this series where it's just like oh I can't talk but I can dance and boosh that's it like he's just <laughs> excellent Um, but you know it's 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 a struggle for him as well because you know this this is also something yeah you know, as a self-conscious person it's very difficult to just get up there and kind of like move your body in the ways that kind of dancing requires and i and i think this series does a really good job of kind of putting that across both in terms of how he thinks about that how he how he learns about that again it's not like an instinctive oh i know what to do like his kind of revelations are not just a internal you know light bulb goes on moment they're kind of a a collection of things that various other people say to him that kind of coalesce in his head which all feels really kind of natural and enjoyable because it's him kind of like sifting through all this information that he's gotten plus his kind of his own observational skills if you like and kind of molding them all together which is way more satisfying than just like oh turns out i'm a dancing genius um (laughs) so i i really appreciate all of that um the artwork i think when it comes to the actual dance stuff is fantastic like oh, i yeah. mean we, we kind of like having having jokes about like how would you make an anime out of out of this like how would you make a manga out of this is also an equally difficult question like you know a, a, a pastime that is entirely based around kind of movement mm. is a challenge um and this series does so incredibly well like you can A, it's really smart because it picks actual real life songs as the background to it. So it just kind of like basically posts on those sort of those scenes, like, hey, this is the song that they're dancing to. Like, you know, it's Ed Sheeran. It's something that you can look up on Spotify. Or you may know already if you're younger than me. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's really well. To be
0: fair, most of the songs that they talk about, you've probably heard on the radio. But if someone were to say, "What's that song?" people like me would be like, "I don't know. I've heard yeah. it on in the cafe sometimes." It-
1: exactly. Yeah. But it's it's really smart because it gives you that chance of like, hey, if you just want to go and like listen to this and kind of get a feel for it, then you can. Or you may just have the kind of like hey this will just play in your head um which is really smart and it's just so good at like putting across that the movement the kind of the Mm. gyrations the whole thing like you 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 get to feel it um and that is really kind of impressive that that's where i was fully expecting this series was maybe gonna fall flat but actually it's probably the standout thing that it does really well
0: yeah, there's, uh, I'm going to be a nitpicker and I know you didn't mean it this way, but the cover, the cover character is in fact, um, Cabo on the front, first front in this first volume. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I, mean, I know, it's, it's... I know what you mean though. Like yeah. one of the first few pages has like an entire circle of, um, wonder dancing and that's kind of like, even then it's the first time you notice that oh this is going to be something special like look at this character with like 10 or so dance moves in motion and yet they're all completely legible to the human eye and that's really gets it 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 kind of has a really amazing combination of like, okay, I'm gonna be honest here. I am garbage at dancing. Don't know any nomenclature with it, but I'm just gonna talk on a manga podcast. Um, but the, the drawings, they have an amazing sense of both flow and snap. Like, you can see when people have pivoted, when they've reached the end of a movement and they are moving in the other direction. So their clothing has to catch up to them. Their feet have to catch up to them. Their body, their hair. All the, it's, it's the gestalt dancer, really, where, you know, again, go back to this like intro page where you've got Wonder wearing a hoodie and a baggy jacket and the bagginess of the jacket means that you can see all the flow and the motion and the kinetic energy of it but also she's wearing tight knee-high socks and trainers and so you see where there's a moving there's really smart uses of like motion lines um it reminds me of that classic tom and jerry like writing like drawing guide like the line of action it's like yeah you need to make sure that things there's a line going through the character's motion as they perform an action you can't just have weird little stunty nonsense you need people to be in motion because people have momentum and that stuff all really works like the first thing i can say when i saw all the dancing is yeah i buy that like this looks totally like a motion a human would do rather than like you know i pull the rig this way and then draw the static like wooden mannequin man so yeah yeah, that stuff really kind of like from the get-go is kind of like a giant blast especially with wonder given that she's quite a sort of like I say, slightly short, petite, sharp-featured lass. And so seeing her sort of like dancing to herself and it's like, damn, look at that motion. Look at it go. Like, no wonder people were like, damn, look at her go.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it even manages to convey a little bit of subtlety with that. Like, later on in this volume, you know, th- as you mentioned, there's a dance competition, like, the president decides it's going to be a freestyle competition, which everyone's like, oh, no, not that. That's really hard. Um, but there's a there's a good scene where they basically pair people up and be like, okay, you just have to do a freestyle dance together. And it's really good at conveying, like, some of them, some of the dancers you get to see, like, they're kind of clearly good individually but don't kind of match up. Yeah. And then you kind of get, you know, Wanda and Katani, where it's like when they actually... Get into it. It's like okay, they're doing different things, but they're in sync. And even without kind of commentary, you kind of get a general vibe of like okay, good dancers versus okay dancers versus kind of yeah, like you know th- these this this feels like just in terms of like the shapes on the page, you feel like yeah, this has like a flow to it, whereas this maybe less so. And like it's it's a very subtle thing, and it's again very difficult to convey. But I feel like it kind of manages to do it.
0: Yeah. One of the things that the series kind of makes use of is um, Kotani where Wonder kind of right from the get-go diagnoses him and says, hey, you're really, really good at like basically reading the room or more particularly reading your teammates when he was playing basketball, which for him is a mild nightmare because he doesn't want people focusing on him. And so will pass the ball the hell away from himself to not get stared at. <laughs> and so it's like oh, oh, you turned what was like an agent of my own crippling anxiety into a positive. And as I say, it's that's not like an immediate light bulb moment. Oh, shit, I'm now a completed human. It's like, oh, maybe this isn't all bad. And of course, there is the section later, which I love. This visual language is used a lot around the world. And I love it even so where, you know, Kotani feels like he's underwater and he's kind of like drowning in trying to do this freestyle competition and then pulls himself out of it or more particularly he embraces it and then starts dancing and like leads into that whole like um section where he's fully in sync or you know married up alongside wonders dancing and it's it's full of lots of really cool little bits that make you go, oh, that's really smart, which, you know, is frankly just really cool to have like as a discovery flavor in a manga of like, oh, that's really smart. Like the authors really thought about this. Oh, that's really smart as well. Shit. Oh, man, I love these characters. You know, like I say, I love the characters. I think they're great. And yeah. so it really makes the series really like it's not just like it's not just trying to be saccharine. It really is just... I don't know. Like you, really, it really embraces you. It's like, oh man, this is a great fun adventure with these two and everything that's happening. And you get a bit of a look behind, behind the ears of the dance club um head as well, who is like, you know, clearly machine, like got the wheels turning herself. And mm. yeah, it just makes you go, damn, this is. I mean, it's an engaging comic. Like, I'm sorry to boil it down, but it's like, damn, this is really fun. And hence, again, why I picked it. so
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Katani in particular, like, is, is a really strong character, I think, because again, it it avoids the obvious kind of route of being like, oh, he's kind of a complete sort of social outcast and can't talk to anybody because of his stuttering. Like, he has good friends, and and, and even within that like his relationship it's not just like oh his friends are cool and supportive like his friends are kind of jerks sometimes yeah sometimes, they're, teen, you know, they're
0: teenagers like what do yeah, you want exactly <laughs>
1: like sometimes they kind of you know poke fun in a way that that you know means no harm and it kind of like helps everybody kind of you know it, it glosses over an, an awkward moment or sometimes sometimes they do it misjudge it and it's just like man no that kind of sucks take that back um and like there's there's a really good kind of well-rounded vibe to all of his friendships as well um and you know he also you you know he it's not like he kind of keeps himself away from everybody else like he does kind of try and put himself out there and, and you know have conversations and things and it just it feels far more like kind of you know normal high schooler kind of struggling with you know his sort of hang ups and issues rather than the the more typical like oh this is just going to go to the extreme of you know this person is you know going to have such kind of crippling anxiety that they're not going to talk to anybody, and you know, then Wanda is the one that brings them out of his shell. Like, it's that's not kind of the way this works. Um, if, if I do have one thing I think I wish this series did more of, and I hope it does in future volumes, is to round Wanda's character out a little bit more, yeah, yeah, because like she is. I mean, it's really interesting when she talks about, you know, her why she likes dancing, which is basically like, hey. Effectively, like, I don't really like talking very much. Like, I feel like I'm not very good at communicating and expressing myself this way, whereas actually, like, dancing, I feel like I can. And I feel like the series hasn't, uh, this in this first volume, made good on kind of really digging into that because she seems, you know, she she's not kind of, you know shy and retiring and overly quiet like she's yeah she's she's not like the life and soul of of the party in every conversation but like you say it's more that she's just kind of her own person she's not gonna kind of tag along with whatever like the cool kids are doing she's just gonna kind of run at her own speed but like I, i feel like there's a lot of weight behind her kind of justification for why she wants to dance that the series hasn't quite backed up yet and it doesn't necessarily need to in this first volume but i would have maybe liked a little bit more of a a glimpse behind what sometimes feels like a bit of a facade of be like hey what is actually going on with this character because i feel like there's there are more depths to her or at least there should be than we see in this volume
0: yeah i agree entirely um she at times like i i tried i you know i used the phrase kind of poorly earlier but like she has the vague feeling of a pod person at times or you know like a pod manga person where it's like ah you've made an amazing like cypher for a manga, but. As this is a series that is very tied into the psychology of the character of at least one character, and more, unlike and Dance, is also an extension of it by their own admission. It's like I'd like a bit more of Wonder and her deal. It's not like I'm crying out for the Wonder tragic family death backstory. um If in particular that'd be a bit cruel. um Now I've said it, but yeah, I want yeah I'd like to know more about her and more just more texture to her and depth. Like I don't need a tragic backstory. I just need more of her um because yeah she seems as i say she seems so individual individual that it's like ah you're a bit too standoutish, almost of like "Ah, you know a manga pod person as it were yeah Um, yeah
1: yeah and 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 i think maybe you know even some more kind of um challenges along the way like again even within the club she's kind of gone straight into like oh no you're pretty good like you know she's kind of earmarked straight away by the president as just like yeah okay she's kind of a shoe in as like gonna be a good dancer um and kind of you know like katana is just like the wild card of just like there's something there. Like this might just fall apart horribly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna poke this hornet's nest and see what comes out. Uh, <laughs> a tall bastard. Yeah. That's what's gonna yeah. come out. But but it but it feels like every step thus far for one has just been like, oh no, okay, you are just like naturally good at this. And I, I feel like you know th- this is maybe a character where it's interesting to be like, well, what uh, do you hit a brick wall at some point, and how do you overcome that? Which is you know, again, we've seen in sort of other recent series like you know, we talked about the Akane Banashi. Um, a little while back Um, and like that's that's an interesting series for putting roadblocks in the character's way and being like okay figure this out Um, and that's that's (laughs) always the stuff that's really interesting in this kind of genre of you know it's not all smooth sailing you know you are just the genius that overcomes everything instantly because that always ends up being really crap for this kind of like pastime based series so hopefully there'll be some obstacles for kind of both of the main characters that kind of makes them sweat and makes them think a little bit and you know make makes things more more interesting and fleshes out those characters as well
0: yeah i haven't read that i'm going to continue to read it as might be obvious so we'll see if that comes in volume two plus so um, i feel like we've been saying this again a lot recently but yeah look forward to listening to returning champions at some yeah, point because sure. yeah i really want to see how this develops and if you know if it can continue what is a very strong and very engaging start then frankly just yee like i'm really excited to, to see more of it and yeah it, it just has that stench of like reality to it where you know you got friends you're a bit of jerks at times you know your friends sometimes you need to check your mates and say hey hey come on come on lad don't be a pillock in the group chat and that sort of thing and of course Kabaku can't be a bad person because he has volumes of slam dunk and maze and a on his shelf <laughs> uh, which i think i mentioned previously but in the preview um last episode but it's just like yeah hooray <laughs> someone we could taste in manga <laughs> within my manga oh no um, and also, yeah, the author's afterward is also a nice little note of like, oh, I really enjoy this. And, you know, the thank yous includes like several dance instructors and like a high school dancing team. And it's like, damn, <laughs> like you went and did your research and it kind of shows. All over the place, um but yeah, it's rad. I I really enjoy this series, and yeah. it, it feels also just like to worry to be a bit of a wet fart. But it feels very heartening, where it's like, oh no, you. There's a lot of heart in this. Like the main character isn't just like, oh no, problem solution problem solution. It is like, oh no, this is my life, and let's have fun with it. And then, as I say at the end of the first volume, one of his friends is like, hey. I I kinda saw you dancing. I hope you don't feel weird about that. I know you might not like that me to say that, but you look like you were having a load of fun. And it's like, Oh, yeah, I was. Holy shit. And yeah, it's a real that that entire sort of interaction is like a fist pump in manga form quite honestly for me at least it's like yeah this is great like this is this is as well as dancing manga is another way to communicate things who'd have thought
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah this this is definitely a returning champion for me as well and yeah like the the irony of of even though i've kind of said like i want to see a bit more of of this that and the other like i feel like even if it just carried on on this exact cadence it's on now i'm still going to have a good time with the rest of it Mm. like it's very much kind of just kind of hoping that it hits another level again but like what what it has right now yeah it's just like really really enjoyable Kind of like wholesome in the right ways, without being kind of you know it, saccharine. It, yeah, without being saccharine, like it has a it has a reality to it that not everything is always kind of you know it doesn't always come up roses. Um, and yeah, it just kind of it it, it its vibe is pretty much spot on. Um, so yeah, bring 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 on more. And and where else in in twenty twenty three will you find a manga that references Scatman John? So you know, hey
0: man, I so I, I had to, after we talked about it in in like text to each other, Scatman John was like super popular in japan and i believe there is also a japan only album or he released like extra stuff in japan like Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's also one of these things you hear about and you go yeah, fine, cool. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Like, of course that happened. Why not? Yeah, it,
1: it is. It is. It is the peak like nineties. Of course, this happened in Japan. Whereas, yeah, yeah, like numerous countries were just like, oh yeah, this guy, this is pretty cool. There's some cool music here, and Japan were just like, hold my beer. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah the, there were Japan only albums and tours, etc., etc. Yeah. Someone
0: accuses him of being a one hit wonder, and Japan bursts through the door and goes, "Hey!" Uh, so, also, frankly, Scatman John taken from us too young. Um, I will hazard. I will say, um, mm. personally. Yeah like it's not like I'm a super fan but it's like man this guy had talent and he was taken from the Miss Mortal Coil too early, frankly. So, um, all respect to him. Um, sorry to be a downer there suddenly, but you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, it's also, as I say, it's just also nice seeing it directly referenced in a manga. It's like, oh damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Complete with a YouTube link of like, like if you have no idea what this is, which to be fair, like I, I checked in with somebody after I saw that and like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, well, now now you do. And then again, much like we were talking about with Ed Sheeran, et cetera, like they, they, Th- they they looked at the youtube link and then like oh no i know that song okay i just didn't know who that was so, precisely
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah um that was one dance uh one dance um depends how you want to pronounce your a's i suppose <laughs> scone scone um and yeah for uh, so that's been that series and we'll have a quick break and we'll be back with the other part of our show And we're back. So, um, Andy, time for your pick. I'm interested to talk about this, quite honestly. So please, take it away. Yeah, so on, on
1: the, the back of... We've, we've had a few recent episodes around kind of currently airing anime and the source materials thereof, and this is another one of those. Uh, this is Helk Volume 1, which is a series... I've, I've seen a decent number of people really enjoying the anime adaptation. Certainly, it's like early running. Um, I've not seen people talking about it so much recently but that's kind of like every anime season now where people just stop talking about stuff at some point.
0: Well I feel like the three episode test nowadays just goes underground. Like people burrow into the dirt and vanish. I, yeah. assume, I assume after talking about things on on public platforms they all run away to various discords to talk about things in length. Yeah, I don't know. Quite yeah. quite,
1: quite possibly. But uh, anyway this is a Viz Media release. Uh, the author is Nanaki Nanao. Um, series is complete in Japan with 12 volumes, uh, we're currently five volumes deep in uh, English, um, available in all of the usual physical and digital places. Um, and so the Hulk of this um, series, the titular Hulk, is a human. Um, this, the series starts in, in kind of classic fashion, the Demon Lord has been defeated, humanity is rejoicing, everything is great, um, the world has been saved. Uh, of course, the Demon ramp isn't just going to go away. They're basically licking their wounds, reconciling, and saying, well, we're going to need a new leader now so who's going to be the new demon lord i guess we should have some kind of tournament to decide this
0: <laughs> yeah zero um, to tournament in this series is five pages
1: yeah 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 like literally the tournament arc is where we're starting with this one um and so uh, in in charge of this tournament is um Vermilio the red who is basically <laughs> taken charge because her kind of uh, her superior is uh, otherwise indisposed read badly injured um and read uh, she- a moron <laughs> <laughs> yes, also, as it turns out, kind of an idiot. Um, but as it turns out, her initial reports that she receives about this tournament and the kind of preliminary stages are not exactly what she wanted to hear. Because there is a standout probable next Demon Lord who is level 99 in terms of his abilities. Problem is, he's, he's Hulk. He's a human. Um, and that's not really... That's not really how, how you want to do things when you're a demon realm. You kind of don't want a human in charge. Um, so a lot of the early running of this series is Vermilio, um, trying and, and her assistant Hon trying to figure out kind of ways to game this tournament in a in in a sense in a way that is not overtly over the top and kind of isn't going to get noticed necessarily by people which you know (laughs) arguably not great at the people aren't going to notice this angle um and so that that kind of sets up the structure for quite a lot of this first volume where you get the early running of this tournament where it's like well this dude is like super strong and physically insane and basically Huge. invincible. And yeah, I mean, he's basically like... Stretch Armstrong? Dolph, he, he, I mean, he's basically kind of like Dolph Lundgren, He-Man kind of like levels. Um, Jesus, so yeah. A, a dated reference. Um, and and like, so, Also, like, well, same
0: with Stretch Armstrong, my friend. I'm pretty sure I don't make those anymore, but
1: hey. Yeah, quite quite possibly. Um, and so, yeah, they tried to kind of game the system. They said, well, okay, well, let's just make it like you're building a house of cars. Like, he won't be very good at that. And of course, that kind of backfires. And there's a whole bunch of sort of comedic sort of chapters as they try to find ways to put together games and rounds of this tournament that are, that put him at a massive disadvantage. And of of course he ends up breezing through all of them. Um, and as this goes on, this, this sort of percolates out into sort of a broader storyline, um, Emilio has kind of sent out a spy to see what the heck's going on with humanity now they've defeated the demon lord to which the answer is we don't really know everyone just seems to have kind of disappeared like what the hell is going on here Um, and then a kind of castle gets taken over possibly by humans question mark Um, so that's kind of a big issue going on. Of course, there is a lot of back and forth about Hulk himself. Like, he claims to hate humans. Um, There is a rumor that he, like, killed his brother. There's a a lot of stories around him, none of which seemingly can be corroborated. Like, every time anybody kind of throws a test his way, it seems like he kind of passes it in terms of being legit about hating humans. But, you know, I don't know. Something seems off here, and so everybody's kind of constantly trying to kind of second guess what the real deal is here. Um, And so kind of by the end of this first volume, all of these things coalesce, like retaking this captured castle and taking out the assailants within basically becomes like the final exam to become the demon lords to kind of kill two birds with one stone. Um, And sort of things are are kind of left there at the end of this first volume. And I kind of like this for the most part, Um, like it's it, it, it knows that it's kind of here to be fun. Like, it doesn't take any of its stuff too seriously. Um, it manages to avoid being overly formulaic. Like, at, at some point, I thought this was just going to be a kind of, like, tournament arc, tis time for Torture Princess, but with a different <laughs> kind of thrust. And actually, it's kind of not, because it manages to flesh out enough other things to be more of a cogent story than just, like you know weird game du jour how is hulk going to somehow win this despite it being seemingly something he will suck at um so it manages to find some good angles to that like the broader kind of world and story stuff kind of gives it some extra flavor um there there's kind of an increasing roster of sort of characters in this sort of battle to be the next demon lord that are kind of all entertaining in their own in their own kind of ways mm. um and so it kind of ends up being pretty enjoyable like i feel like there's something missing from this series and i'm not quite sure what it is that really kind of elevates it Mm. it I, i mean partly i guess it's that like it has gags that sort of land but in that kind of make you smile rather than laugh out loud funny way like it's not kind of hilarious it's just like yeah okay that was pretty good fine i'll give you that one um and i guess art style wise it kind of feels it feels, I, I always hate to say like, oh, it feels kind of webcomic-y because that's a yeah. really kind of, that. that that's a, a really unfair way of kind of looking at webcomics and manga in general. But it has that feel of kind of being kind of rushed together a little bit in terms of its artwork. Um, and I, I think, you know, those things maybe coalesce to make this a kind of like, yeah, this is kind of fun. It's quite an enjoyable read, but it doesn't quite have the punch to really kind of like hit the nail on the head in quite the way it maybe wants to
0: yeah this is one of those series where i read i read it for the review and then i kind of sat there basically chewing the cud for a while trying to figure out why it was bugging me um in regards to the art style thing part of it like reading it on my tablet and then checking to make sure if it was color on my computer like something is a, there is something up with the art style especially of the characters that just Like just has an uncanny valley aspect to it, where Mm. Vermilio, especially when she first turns up, I looked at and I thought she looks like a anime character design sheet. Like her design, like because it's got colours and gradients, but on colours, there's no like cross hatching or anything or texture. It's flat colours, as if it was like again a character design sheet saying, "Hey, hair reflection go here, hair go here," but on clear or uncolored elements mostly white you get a bit of texture and cross-hatching like to show fabric and leather like bending and moving and so it's this very strange combination of there being some elements of like texture but then in other elements it's flat and it's this and the same thing happens across a lot of the characters where it's a very strange combination of both flat and textured that Again, makes it look like it's. Do you remember? This is gonna. Sorry for everyone who is younger than friggin' 35 here. But do you remember back in the bad old, well, back in the days of the early 2000s when like Viz and other people were putting out Annie Manga, which was mm-hmm. basically screenshots of manga resized to be in a manga format like i know inu yasha had this where it was color it was color and it was basically taking panels of or scenes or scrot shots from the anime and transliterating them directly into manga do you remember those it I has do. it has that kind of weird feel to it not quite as direct or obvious but it has i don't know it does that kind of cover what is strange about the art
1: yeah i mean i i think flat is definitely kind of probably the the main kind of word that i'd use for it that i haven't quite put a finger on like yeah it it does kind of lack that sort of uh, sort of energy that and and kind of yeah any feeling that things are happening in three dimensions at times like and it doesn't always have that problem like sometimes Mm. it, it manages to to you know work things pretty well like there there are one or two kind of really good sort of you know single and two-page spreads where it's like okay yeah you put across what you wanted to really well here but yeah definitely like especially the kind of more talking heads kind of sections of it of which there is quite a lot in this because it's a lot of back and forth of like what do we do now um, a lot of that stuff in particular feels quite kind of flattened a, a bit sparse in places
0: yeah i'm gonna sound rather rude here so forgive me but it, it, va- it feels vaguely like when they hit export they accidentally turned off a layer on photoshop (laughs) i know that's cruel sorry i don't mean that i don't i'm not accusing anyone of that but that's the that's the vague vibe i get from it of like hey you left like the hyper detail layer off did you Mm. do you want to re-export this file and send it back to the printers like and that's just the vibe of it um and i feel like this is like I i really want to like this honestly i like the characters i like the conceit i like a lot of things about it but it feels like there are two or three series in this series that are fighting or are just alongside each other that are not meshing together properly like there's the comedic angle there is the demon lord krypton factor element again another reference that people under 30 aren't going to get um but yeah it feels like Takeshi's Castle or like you know krypton factor or you know a, a you know a sort of a goofy game and almost like Kaiji in some regards, without the murder and the huge amounts of debt. And you know, it's got it's got really interesting character designs. I love the sort of dramatic personae of the all these Ejits and all the monsters and demons looking quite fun. And unsurprisingly, turns out humans might be the actual monster. Who'd have thought? Wow. Um, but you do get some really fun characters in this, and um, like. Like the guy who likes to eat beans and cho- or chocolate and can make a shield and who Krillin's it up. And also, there's a vague... In the artwork, back to the artwork a bit, there is a vague element of Dragon Ball Z in this, which is kind of undeniable to me. Like, no. Vermilio at times is basically pulling a Vegeta face. Um, especially because of the whole, like, you know, sort of downcast eyes, looking pissed off um, thing. And it's like you stole a bunch of extras from that whole like universe tournament thing that dragon ball z had and or super or whatever and it's just you know you brought dbz characters along cool i'm down for this there's even a funny gag bit where vermilio tears down a poster and it's basically a panel they had uh, in the first chapter just plonked on a wall somewhere Mm. and i'm like that's a good I don't know if that counts as a gag, but I enjoy that. Um, But the problem is there's this sort of comedic angle to it, but then the the initial gag of Emilio losing her top goes on too long and at some point i'm just like look you just kid, just kidnap the guy and torture him for god's sake get this please just get this bit this initial hump out of the way like you can speculate but someone just needs to fucking talk to the guy and he's clearly won over the rest of the demon realm so maybe it'll be faster if you just sort of drop this weird angry act or thing and get on with it and things are moving in that direction. Like, you know, it introduces a wider cosmology in a world state where the demons have other shit going on. And there is like an org, you get given an org chart of the demon realm. And it's like, oh, okay, there's, it's, there's demon lords. Like, there's plural. Like, you took out like a field commander at best and all this stuff. And there being a bigger problem um emerging. And I love all that stuff. But the problem is that once all that sort of like, almost like Diablo video game style lore appears, it's then basically on my shoulder going like, damn, I want to know more about this dumb shit. This sounds fun as hell. Oh, no, we've got more tournament and Vermilio being upset to get through first. Shit. And it's still pulling gags, but it's introduced this like very dangerous, time-limited element to it. And then, as I say, towards the end, it marries those two together in a slightly goony fashion. And it's like, I, again, it feels like there are two or three series elbowing each other for space in this, which makes it feel vaguely... I don't know if this is... Uh, uh, please correct me if I shouldn't be using this phrase anymore. I had a look. But it makes it feel vaguely schizophrenic as a result. Because it's like, ah, there's, there is something in this series I really want to love. But what it is showing me and what's on the page is not the series that I kind of think it can be. Which I know is making expectations, blah, backseat writing. But it does feel at times that there's a Goonie comedy like this, His Time for Torture Hulk. Alongside Helk the Barbarian, alongside Vermilio's bad, bad, bad day, and it, yeah, I can't. I the fact they're all together just makes it feel cramped and weird as a result. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, I kind of enjoy like that confluence of, of elements a bit more personally. Like I, I sort of, I, I like the fact that it's kind of like pivoting from one to the, to the other, and i I'm, I'm. I'm not sure I'm going to read more of this, but I'm kind of curious where it goes beyond, you know, the first couple of volumes because I, I was expecting this whole tournament thing to last a whole long time, but like, we're already at the kind of what seems like it should be the final reckoning for this. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether it's going to kind of, you know, cause this is a series that can very easily retrofit it and be like, ha psych. We've decided there are more rounds of this because, you know, we don't like you want it. Um, but like, it feels like it should move on. And I do genuinely like all of the sense of mystery that this series builds up. Hmm. Like you know, around it's kept its powder very dry and like what is humanity actually up to, if anything? Like what is the deal here? Um and likewise with Hulk, like it's really smart in terms of how it plays stuff around that. It's like, you know, when you finally get to meet um I've completely forgotten the the guy's name who's like Vermilio's superior and he's just Azur- like, Oh yeah,
0: a- I- he's az- it- as your, um- That's the one, yeah. No, sorry, uh, Azurda? It makes sense on the page. Um, Also, sorry, Tangent, I love how Vermilio, it basically means red the red. And I presume, I presume As You Draw is Blue the Blue. So looking forward to meeting Yellow the Yellow and Black the Black later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The series is enjoying it. It's playing with color stuff. Um, But yeah, but I, I really like the way it kind of, you know, that whole thing when he sort of turns up on the scene kind of starts out like, yeah, I was defeated by Hulk. And then once that's interrogated a little bit, it's like, no, you just kind of fell on one of your own traps and there's still absolutely no detail one way or the other as to whether Hulk was fighting you or just getting away from you or did he even know you were there? Like it's a really good kind of like unreliable narrator moment that sort of gets, you know, shot to pieces pretty early on. And then there's still another layer of like, I'm not even sure what you've told us is still actually right. So I, I really like that. That's the one thing that kind of almost wants. Me, like leaves me wanting to keep going with it because I'm like I kind of want to see where these story beats are going because you've set up you've set up some interesting stakes here and some interesting developments and you've managed not to kind of nudge nudge wink wink at the the mm. the reader of like ah I bet you can tell what's really going on and I do appreciate it for having that just kind of complete blank on like okay yeah this is this is actually a mystery so i'm curious
0: oh no i am super curious i've already bought volume two have not read it yet (laughs) um if nothing else i want to see the end of this particular sort of thread i mean one of the things i think that kind of leaves me a bit weird about it is the fact that it raises all these other more interesting elements like hey why is Hulk here there's there's here some rumors about Hulk. we don't know if they're real we haven't found a human to ask But then it kind of sets the entire, everyone kind of looks at each other and goes, isn't that interesting? And then the whole thing gets put to the side. And it's like, wait, 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 hang on, hang on. What we just talked about has critical, like relative, like is critical to everything else in this series. And then the same thing happens with the, like the antagonists, which have taken over like Demon Lord Castle number two. And it's like, hey, that seems really fucking important. Ah, we'll get to that later. And it's like, hey, no, like, I appreciate you've got a tournament going on here and everyone has to like, get it done, but maybe we should like and then that's possibly why i'm so relieved at the end of it when it's like okay now let's put these two storylines together and it's like thank god finally maybe hmm. maybe something will be answered here or at least things will coalesce into a firm storyline yeah. Um, it, yeah it's
1: it's kind of all the weirder i think because like some of the early chapters actually have fun sort of calling out kind of the incompetence of the the, the various kind of you know tiers of demon lord management of like you should really be handling this whole tournament and the issue at hand way better and you're not doing the obvious things that you should do to fix this problem um, but then when you get yeah to, to points where it's deliberately not doing that for narrative reasons and it doesn't call it out it just feels a little even more obvious of like ah you're, you're kind of just like having to twist this around to fit where you want this story to go otherwise you know it would be less satisfying
0: yeah it almost feels like the author signed a contract demanding that the tournament go on for at least one volume and change and it's like shit i've got to keep this tournament going because i don't know like i will be light struck by lightning if i don't have a tournament chapter um so yeah it's but at the same time the tournament's fun like it's got tons of fun elements the different rounds are fun like vermilio is almost like a hyper asker in that you know she can't be dishonest but you know she's going to be st- steaming angry and cause explosions constantly which you know very charming character trait um if perhaps um expensive and painful with the remodeling um and so yeah I the demons the demons in general are very comedic and fun and it's like hey you seem like a fun lot to be around why are humans ourselves (laughs) um you know so it's it's i'm i'm i've as i say i've bought volume two because i want to see how this initial arc ends and this will probably be the deal breaker whether i continue into the distance or leave it be so you know again sorry everyone but returning champions ahoy if nothing else but to provide that kind of closure (laughs) so Mm, also it, it helps that like I mean, it's a Viz series, it's not very expensive per volume, it's not on the Shonen Jump app, um, it's not on any subscription service I could see, which frankly I think would be perfect for a subscription service, um, but um, as it's Viz, it's not on some storefronts like Bookwalker, so just FYI um but yeah i i'm I'm gonna see where this goes if anything also because the very like one of the penultimate pages of volume one is a real good oh no things just got real sort of um page a two page spread where it's like oh oh okay we just went from quite enjoyable fun times to oh no (laughs) i guess i guess now you've done that we're gonna have to like you know put your chips on the table and go all in poker reference poker reference so yeah
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely curious to to hear how Volume 2 goes. Um, Yeah, and, like, also kind of, I I don't know, I, I guess given like the number of volumes they the fact that it's complete they maybe have plans for like how the anime pans out to the the finale but i don't know how long kind of the current season is is getting through there because like it's definitely a series that's been recommended to me by a few people so you know it does kind of engender a bit of curiosity of like oh maybe this is a good way to consume it as well
0: yeah i am interested to i'm gonna i'm i am interested to watch the anime now if only to see how they if they well if they do rejig any of this with the benefit of hindsight and you know maturity of the material being finished and so being able to if they, you know who knows maybe it's a direct trans- direct um a direct adaptation but you know there's probably scope for jiggling things about a bit for pacing reasons i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna go have a look at it i'm gonna go watch it after this i think maybe. yeah
1: yeah or or, or or maybe maybe they go for like endless eight and the guy's shield does actually take 30 minutes to charge up <laughs> and it's like no we're gonna do this in real time and you're gonna like
0: it andy please don't say those sort of things you are gonna give people ideas <laughs> um i one thing i do find really funny um i don't know this is me being a dork but I, there's a lot of instances where Helk is spelled out in the most boring font in the world in the pages and it's like what why why are you using this boring sans-serif font for the title of your manga like fine do what you like but it's very strange <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one of those like you almost start second guessing it is because of its like kind of com- comedic bent. It's like maybe this is part of the joke. Like maybe this is actually like some kind of meta sort of like performance art. We piece found of a typography
0: manga. Great. Yeah,
1: but I'm pretty sure it's. Not. I'm pretty sure we're just using a rubbish font for it, and you know, not not having the best kind of like e- even just kind of polishing that up to make it look like it wasn't just some kind of like 90s GeoCities page fan art where you've just like you know you've just scared this panel of the manga and slapped some like default font over it but you know it kind of it doesn't
0: quite work damn andy hanley with the understated slam uh, comparing <laughs> something to a goc's website also another reference that people under 30 probably won't get um so apologies to listeners um yeah.
1: it's an ed- it's an
0: education
1: that's what i'm saying
0: we're <sighs> oh i'm feeling i feel old now andy i feel old i'm sorry there's no other way to put it no, um, this
1: is just bit because I, I i tried to you know talk to somebody about scatman john today and they had no idea what i was talking about i'm just sharing the sharing the
0: pain yeah jesus but yeah, um, yeah. so I, I, I want to like this more than I do. There's some, There's definitely a charm about the series. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Dragon Ball Z looking characters where I'm like, oh, this rules. Um, and also most of the characters are very well sketched. They're good fun. Like One of them, one of them is the fast dude. And I'm like, okay, that's fun. Um, and you've got, as I say, the half an hour shield dude. And Hon is funny because he's like a little gremlin who basically gets blackmailed into um, Vermilio's like fuck helk scheme, which is fun. <laughs> um you know it's it there's a it knows where to pitch these sort of laughs as you say it's not laugh out loud funny but it's pretty like eh, that's very good so that's the kind of level it rises to in my mind
1: yeah, yeah exactly yeah and like and it, it, it's pretty con- consistent in kind of getting those little kind of smiles and and kind of like n- knowing little grins out of you um which yeah d- definitely kind of keeps you keeps you moving through it like it, it's it doesn't have like dead chapters where you 're like, oh man, that was just a slog like it always yeah. manages to find something that will kind of catch your eye whether it 's even just like that little poster that you mentioned that's just like a a, a smart little kind of circular reference it 's just like yeah okay you're you're doing some you're doing some stuff here that I appreciate.
0: Yeah, it knows it 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 knows how to use itself. It so it, it, know, it knows how to use what it's got. I mean, also like from looking at the author's like history, there are two other works that are they've written two other works that are also in the Hulk universe. I think one's a spin-off and the other one's a prequel, so um neither are available as far as I'm aware. But either way, um yeah, so I'm going to go chase this particular rabbit and see where it leads. <laughs> um but yeah, we'll talk about it later on Returning Champions, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> cool um there anything else to mention about helk
1: no i think that's it
0: cool us. um yeah so that's been our topics for this episode so what we'll talk about next time so i picked something which at the time of recording is available in a bookwalker kodansha sale for a pound for the first volume so notice to andy to buy it before it goes back up in price i guess <laughs> um so i've picked go go loser ranger volume one uh, because i don't know that's a pretty good title and you know it's got sentai hero on the cover so what else do you need frankly and andy how about you
1: yeah so my pick is uh kind of th- this is one of those i don't really know anything much about this but like it-, it has it has some interesting tags attached to it which is kind of like sign in supernatural lgbt and i'm like okay that's an interesting like confluence of elements <laughs> uh, it's a-, a recent Yen Press release it is glitch volume one
0: Yeah, that sounds. uh, Yeah, we'll have a little read of those, and we'll reconvene. Um, So, moving into close down. uh, Thank you so much for listening. You can find all of our previous episodes on our website, screentone.club. As mentioned at the top, you can find our Patreon at join.screentone.club. If you are feeling so inclined, please consider giving a rating or a review to our um, podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use. That sort of stuff really helps with like goosing the algorithm to make us available and visible. As is word of mouth, as always um we have a twitter at Screentone club and also a, a blue sky account i use all my invite codes um, to do that um uh, so both at, at screen tone club or one word um you can also email us if you so desire at show at screen dot club uh personal stuff um yep uh, you can find me uh, at elliot page on both twitter and blue sky um uh, mostly blue sky now quite frankly um it's cozier really and andy how about you
1: yeah you can find me on blue sky as well at hannah's
0: yeah, I feel like it's Blue Sky is the platform that hasn't collapsed under the weight of itself trying to stand up, much like a no, newborn foal, um, you know, in the in the woods. Um, yeah, i know yeah. i know, Is- I, know th- I know that fred's blew up really fast and has died off just as fast mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i we'll also have that 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 enjoyable cadence on blue scout at the moment where just i get notifications every week or so of like one or two people that i know who join it it's just like it's just like being at a party where all of your
0: friends are arriving it's like oh hey every time somebody new comes in the door okay and so from both of us thank you so much and good night bye bye everyone bye